potency. There's an old proverb that goes, never assume your emergency is someone else's. Leaving the storage facility, Charlie was thinking about this proverb on urgency. Thinking about this proverb on urgency. This proverb on urgency. He'd never felt frightened about turning in work before. And he knew, regarding the work, that it was done well. So why, leaving the storage facility, was he feeling like he'd just come out of a Halloween scare house? Halloween scare house. He felt like he'd really been freaked out. Freaked out. He felt like he'd really been freaked out. And then he realized he was frightened. 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 Because Harland was inappropriately urgent. 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 There was no excuse for Harland's behavior. Just because Harland is so uptight and overreactive, just because of that, Charlie was forced to view completing his work and dropping it off like he was undergoing some disciplinary procedure. The dense mix of emotions, of emotions, of emotions. It was a misuse of Charlie as an employee and a misuse of Harland as an authority figure in Charlie's life. The dense mix of emotions, of emotions, of emotions. The dense mix of emotions stirred up in Charlie, stirred up in Charlie, stirred up in Charlie. How many different kinds of Harlands had he known? This wasn't the first Harland in Charlie's life. They'd gone by other names, but they were all Harlands, the same as Harland was one of them. It was like a ghost that traveled and followed him from job to job. And by this point in his life, Charlie was done apologizing for being who he was. Charlie was offended. Charlie resented managers attacking him. It was at this point, oddly enough, or appropriately so, that Charlie recalled an office party some years back when Harland nearly fainted around some fuzzy mold found on some of the Tupperware container that had contained turkey in the potluck. And at this memory, Charlie smiled. Fuck you, Harland. Let's both feel something today, Charlie thought. Quickly, Charlie changed his lunch plans. He pulled off the main road and hit a nearby fast food drive-through. Welcome, can I take your order? It was the kind of food whose smell would stay in the car for a day or two after being transported. The kind you don't need to chew. Fat, salt, chemicals, and sugar. Fat, salt, chemicals, and sugar. It was perfect. With that bag of fast food in his hand, Charlie flashed back to that image of Harland 
nearly fainting over that moldy turkey container. How it seemed to make Harland more green than any salad at the table. Charlie remembered that Harland erupted in anger at everyone, as if everyone was to blame for the mold in the turkey container. Fuck you, Harland. And then he ran up to a bathroom to plausibly spill his entire guts out. And how it was later found out to not be mold at all. Just a piece of fuzz from some kid's toy that fell into the container. And that this was even mentioned to Harland as something to give him some peace of mind. But it didn't matter. Everyone had instead, at that point, played a prank on Harland. And everyone had hell to pay for the fake mold in the Tupperware container that was supposed to just contain turkey. Fuck you, Harland. Charlie had identified that's exactly where Harlan's imagination exists. It's in Harlan's disgust. Standing at his back door, Charlie returns home, and he's reminded of the parting instructions from Harlan. Let me hear that door open when you return. You got it, Harlan. Peering into his window, he saw that the speakerphone was still on mute. And so Charlie would have to fake it. First, after coming inside, he would have to unmute his speakerphone. And then, performing a door being opened once he was inside, he would have to pretend to walk in, giving Harlan the satisfaction of hearing Charlie, of hearing Charlie come inside, of hearing that. You got it, Harlan. And in a minute, he'd be happy to let Harlan hear that door all right. In fact, He'd give Harland a whole mouthful. You got it, Harland. The living room inside Charlie's home is largely how Charlie left it. Nearing now about two hours ago. Some things have changed. The sun is different in the room. But a light that had been turned on in the dim light of the morning is still on in the hallway. Charlie's computer looks over at the door. Computer looks over at the door. Computer looks over at the door. There's the silhouette of Charlie in the backyard. The computer, now nameless, still has an amount of senses. It brainlessly stares, thoughtlessly curious if the door will open. And what is a door? And what is an open? But that's about as far as it gets in terms of understanding. Charlie jiggles his keys, opening the back door and entering. The living room greets Charlie with a quiet gust of sound that seems to adjust to the air pressure changing and the sound being swallowed and then exhaled by the room for a small second. Charlie puts his keys on the table 
He is now on a mission. He takes his bag of cheeseburger and fries and dumps it out all on a plate. The oil slicked and slimy paper wrap for both the fries and hamburger, cheeseburger, hamburger, cheeseburger. The oil slicked and slimy paper wrap for both the fries and hamburger, cheeseburger, hamburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, hamburger, cheeseburger. Immediately reveals how foul this meal is going to be. It is a disgusting plate of food. A delicious, disgusting plate of food. Totaling about a half pound of frozen meat. The meat is so old. The meat is so old it could have originated 10 years ago, and there's no way to know with modern freezing. The life of the meat began as a cow. By the time it got to this bun, it had also been pulped into a paste and packed so full of chemicals, it didn't even resemble ground beef. You can freeze and refreeze this beef and just keep on pumping it full of flavor. Pumping it full of flavor. You can freeze and refreeze this beef and just keep on pumping it full of flavor, says the seller of the beef. A quoted slogan with a trademark image that says, you'll know it on the first bite, is the slogan for the burger on the paper bag. The immediately identifiable burger that starts out gray, gray like a corpse's toe. It comes out machine gray and partly clear, and then it's colored brown and decorated with fake black grill lines. The immediately identifiable burger is cooked in a microwave and then covered atop with wet, soggy lettuce, a worm-shaped sliver of tomato, and a weirdly durable sponge of bread. But the pickles crunch perfectly, and the drenching of mustard, mayonnaise, and ketchup is unlike anything else in the world. And the onions make it perfect. And let's not even talk about that American cheese oozing out on top. None of it is food. All of it is poison. But it is fucking delicious. So, under the cover of still not being detected, Charlie chows down on mute. He's eating as fast as he can. It's very messy. When sufficiently full, which is about half of the burger and about a third or a fourth of the fries, it is then that Charlie opts to take a gulp of soda. Charlie then carefully turns back on his speaker. He feels something coming on. He doesn't want to let go too early. He needs to hold it in just a little bit longer. There's almost an intimacy regarding holding back. Charlie will need to wait until Harland is clearly in earshot. Fuck you, Harland. With micromanagement, Harland's appearance on the speaker happens quickly. There's more packets to drop off, and Harland is now addressing Brenda, who has a drop off due today at 2 p.m. It's coming right up, Brenda. Do you have a plan for dropping off later on? Charlie sees the opportunity and then slams his door open and clunks in loudly. I'm back. Hey, I'm back. Oh, pickle. Thought I heard your door. Welcome back. 
want to talk to you soon. Abruptly, interrupting Harland halfway, Charlie lets out a huge, watery belch where he can still taste the delicious cheeseburger and french fries and the cherry cola coke fizzing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, in a, in, a, in a moment, Harland, I, in a moment, in a moment, if you could just hold on, I think I'm getting dizzy. Pickle what? Charlie then releases one more belch that had come from the double patty cheeseburger. It's a once in a burger kind of belch, a spoken rejection of the food from the body, a reaction of the decade old gray frozen beef hitting his stomach and like a volcano, gassing directly up into the air, up through the esophagus and out the mouth. A belch made into more solid sound by the French fries heavier sound by the dough of the bun. With a little surfboard of a piece of pickle or onion, it's very possibly the loudest and most disturbed belch anyone on the call has ever heard or will ever audibly witness. It's quite a burp. Oh, oh. feeling too good. Everyone, I, I think I'm getting a little dizzy. Is the room spinning over where you're at? I feel pretty, pretty bad. Charlie, what are you doing? Uh, uh, what am I doing? Pickle! Uh-huh. Charlie, you know how I am does not sound good. I want you to get away from me off this phone. Get off this phone right now. But Harlan, like you said all week, we're on a deadline. Yeah. Charlie burps once more. This time, though, chewing a new bite of cheeseburger. He needs to reload. No, but we're on a deadline, Harlan. We're on deadline. We're on deadline. Everything tastes delicious. Doomsday. Oh gosh. We're on deadline. The company needs us to be on schedule. Charlie, there are women here. Now you will get off the phone. Do not come back until whatever is in your system is gone, and the only sounds coming out of your mouth are words. Pickle. Leave. Sick leave. Now. Take it. Charlie smiles and takes another quiet sip of cherry cola. Okay, Belches out Harlan's name, an earshot of everyone with a few pieces of food in it. Phones quickly mute to cover the laughter and the gasps. Oh, 
Charlie can't help but start laughing to himself. Pickle, sick leave. Now, take it. Charlie smiles and takes another quiet sip of cherry cola. Okay, okay, Harlow. Charlie can't help but twist the knife. I'm so sorry, before I go, but how do I fill out my timesheet for these things? I must sickly. Is this normal sickly? Steve, is this normal sick leave? Oh, for heaven's sake, just get off the phone. I'll do it for you. Okay, I will do your timesheet, Charlie. Okay, I will do your timesheet, Charlie. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I will do your timesheet. I will do your timesheet, Charlie. I will do your timesheet. I will do your timesheet, Charlie. And yet, whatever we call this, this is sick leave and it is approved. Thank you, Harland. Oh man, I think I need to go to the toilet. Pickle, get off now. Getting off. And Charlie sure was getting off. He clicks disconnect on his phone. He's never been so pleased. It's not even 2 p.m. There's still half of his cheeseburger to eat, too. And if you could tell by the belching, it is ridiculously good. Charlie has now the rest of the day, and he's thinking, you know, this might really linger around. He might have Friday off, too. Heck, maybe even Monday. Yeah. Looks over at his computer. That thing won't be being turned on till Tuesday. This might be quite the four and a half day ordeal. Charlie walks over to his small little pantry. He will now begin to get drunk. Let's get really nice and drunk, thinks Charlie. Fuck Harland for what he pulled an hour ago. Time for a proper, nice bender. You got it, Arland. You got it, Arland. Fuck you, Arland. Charlie puts his jacket over his lightly whirring, comatose computer. No need to be touching that thing for a few days. It's time for a proper, nice bender. As the first sip of bourbon hits his mind at 1 p.m., the image of Harland doing Charlie's timesheet delights him. Yes, he decides, this might need to be an entire weekend. Where the bourbon feels like a key being turned in his head.
Charlie smiles. Charlie smiles. The bourbon entering into his head. We could only live in this first sip forever. The computer slowly ticks away on a murmuring loop, and Charlie descends into the rarest happiness he knows, that first drink before a deep dive. That first drink before a deep, long dive. If he could only live in this first set forever. Okay, just some belch takes and Harlan takes. Oh, pickle. Oh, pickle. I thought I heard your door. I thought I heard your door. Welcome back. I'll be wanting to talk to you pretty soon. Yeah, in a minute. Har Harland, I... Harland, I think I'm getting... Harland, I think I'm getting dizzy. I must really be taken by some thing. I... Charlie, you know how I am. I want you to get away from me off this phone. Get off this phone right now. But, but Harlan, like you said all week, we're on a deadline. I don't want to disappoint you and the team, Harlan. This company needs... Uh, mm, the company needs to keep us on schedule. Schedule. I think you're sick. Now get off the phone. Y yeah. Pickle, get off now. Getting off. <laughs>